Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week marks the fourth and final entry in my Getting in the Holiday Spirit series. I don't really have a good name for it, so that's just what I've been calling it. It's also Christmas Eve. That also means that I hope that you are spending time with the ones that you love, whether it's family, your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, whoever it may be. Hopefully you're spending it with the ones that are special to you. It could even be a pet. And, you know, not just listening to me talk about a somewhat obscure Christmas film, even though it was a very popular one in the 80s. The late 80s, to be exact. So, here we go. Starring the great Jim Varney. This is 1988's Ernest Saves Christmas. This one tells the story of Santa, played by Douglas Seal, who is searching for his successor. Santa believes that he found the perfect replacement in former children's show host Joe Carruthers. In Santa's search for his replacement, he crosses paths with taxi driver Ernest P. Worrell. Along the way, Santa does get thrown in jail. Ernest and Santa also cross paths with a teenage runaway known as Harmony, played by Noelle Parker. But if all three cannot convince Joe, to become the new Santa Claus, well, the magic will be lost for good, and that means the end of Christmas. This, along with Scrooged, was one of my favorite ones growing up as far as Christmas films. Yeah, I liked watching those animated ones, such as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, all that good stuff. But these movies I really enjoyed when I was a kid. I remember seeing Ernest Saves Christmas in theaters, and I also remember renting it quite a few times on VHS from West Coast Video. So for anyone who is from up north and remembers West Coast Video, let's have a moment of silence for them. All right, that's enough, but it's just something that was near and dear to my heart. It was before we even got a blockbuster video, we had West Coast. That was pretty much the movie destination for my mom and I when I was a kid, outside of later when we got a blockbuster. Where certain movies like Christmas Vacation have that cult following, and I'd say Scrooged to an even lesser extent, Ernest Saves Christmas sadly is never known as being a great Christmas movie. As a matter of fact, the Ernest P. Worrell character is kind of in obscurity. He's an 80s relic now. One of those pop culture icons that was super big, but only for a short time. There was four theatrically released Ernest films. Ernest Saves Christmas was the second of those theatrical films. The first film, Ernest Goes to Camp, was a surprise hit, so obviously Disney would want to follow that up. It also helps that Ernest Saves Christmas is a relatively fun film. As a matter of fact, you can show this to your family and not have to worry about there being anything too vulgar. Ernest is pretty much a man-child in a way, but not in the same way as Pee Wee Herman. Ernest is an idiot, but he's also very intelligent. He always winds up screwing everything up, but always manages to save the day. I would probably go and say that the mileage that you would get from an Ernest film would be how much you enjoyed it when you were a kid, and if you can still laugh at some of the ridiculous stuff. Some of Jim Varney's 
physical humor that he does in these films is pretty funny. He has great comedic timing. You can also see that Jim Varney is having fun with the character of Ernest. And I think that's one of the things that makes the Ernest films, especially the first four theatrical ones, entertaining viewings. It was great to return to this one. It was a film that I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so it was fun going back and watching it as an adult. The one thing I did notice as an adult is how many injuries and deaths that he probably caused within the first 15 minutes of the movie. The first introduction we get to Ernest is where he has a passenger in his taxi and he puts the guy in a catatonic state because of him speeding through traffic. I don't recall if that was ever shown that the guy was trying to actually escape from out of Ernest's taxi or if he uh, simply flew out. But Ernest being the good guy he is, he goes and picks the guy up and delivers him to the airport. I did happen to take notice that Ernest's cab number is 69. I don't think that that's intentional. If it is, I guess it's a joke that maybe mom and dad would get, but not the kids. The other major incident that Ernest does and causes is he causes a huge pileup on the interstate. I'm gonna assume it's the interstate. Kinda looks like it in a way. I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna say it's I-4 because that is in Orlando and that's a surefire way to get to Orlando. But Ernest causes this huge pileup specifically to rescue a Christmas tree that flew off a Christmas tree truck. And because he doesn't realize that he caused this accident, he simply drives away with all the carnage behind him. It's similar to a joke that was used in Dumb and Dumber at the very beginning of that film, where Jim Carrey isn't paying attention to his driving. I don't know if the gag was ripped off from this film, but they are done in a very similar fashion. The one in Dumb and Dumber goes a little bit over the top, where Ernest, sure, it's over the top, but it has that cartoony quality, that family-friendly nature that even though I know he probably injured a heck of a lot of people, if not killed them, it's all okay because Ernest looks at the world through kid-like glasses. Ernest Saves Christmas is also a film that allows Jim Varney to stretch his character actor legs. One of the characters that he played on his Hey Vern, It's Ernest TV show as well as in other films like Ernest Goes to Jail, known as Auntie Nelda, makes their first official film appearance here. And I don't know why the character really makes me laugh. It's funny to me because I have met people like that in my life, such as some of the old ladies in my job that I do. They'll tell you stories, and if you ask them how they're doing, well, you don't want to know how they're doing, but they'll let you know, and usually it's not a great story. The fact that Ernest as Auntie Nelda starts telling the story about how she has two sons and one good, one bad, and wouldn't you know it, the good one died. It's a line that's delivered so dry that you can't help but laugh at it. I'm sure I'm not alone on that where you have definitely met people like this in your life and it's played up great here. This is also a film that allows us to get a little bit of Jim Varney back to his roots of when he was a pitchman and doing various commercials for different products, where he would always be talking to an off-screen person by the name of Vern. I like the fact that we actually see Vern's house here. What does Ernest do? Destroy Vern's house. As soon as he knocks on the door saying about how great friends he is with Vern, Vern opens the door and shuts it in his face. 
It really is amazing that they were able to include all of these different things that have been a part of Ernest's past into a feature film. I honestly appreciate it just for being able to work all that in. For all the dumb humor or physical humor, there is some pretty witty dialogue gags such as when Santa is talking to a businessman when he arrives in Orlando at the airport. They're talking about two completely different things as far as business, but yet they both assume that they know what each other's talking about and it's a pretty great banter back and forth and it honestly works. There's also the gag of Ernest not being able to call Donner the reindeer by his proper name and instead keeps calling him Donder throughout the entire film. There's a lot of funny moments that made me laugh in the movie and also are making me laugh right now, which is very apparent. There is one thing that I don't think exactly works in this movie and that's the emotional core to the film. It doesn't really have that great of an emotional core to it. We're supposed to, I guess, empathize with the character of Harmony, but we don't know enough about her and she doesn't seem like somebody that deserves a second chance. Maybe she's just a misunderstood kid. I don't know. We get little story tidbits here that are, you know, she had an argument with her mom or her parents or something. It doesn't really work because it's not fleshed out. That's one of the worst things about this movie is that it feels like a whole bunch of skits loosely tied together into an actual film. If you watch something like Ernest Goes to Camp, it doesn't feel like it's just skits. Ernest Saves Christmas feels like a bunch of skits. It's not exactly a bad thing because I enjoyed the Hey Vern, It's Ernest TV show when I was a child. So it doesn't bug me here. It's just something that really sticks out to me in this film. Ernest Saves Christmas also gives us the first proper introduction to the characters of Chuck and Bobby. They have sort of a Laurel and Hardy-esque type of relationship between them. Chuck, who is played by Gaylord Sartain, always thinks that he's the smart one, much in the way that Oliver Hardy always thought that he was the smart one. Bobby, who is played by Bill Burge, just has a very odd and awkward appearance, but he's also a little bit smarter than Chuck. Somehow he always goes along with what Chuck says, probably because he's very bossy. Again, a Laurel and Hardy-esque type of relationship or types of characters. The characters of Chuck and Bobby also appeared on the Hey Vernus Ernest TV show and also in some of the other Ernest films, so it's great to see them here and see their proper introduction. Chuck and Bobby's trying to figure out what's in these crates in their warehouse, later finding out that they're reindeer, which Chuck, being the smart man he is, says that they're alien goats because they're reindeer and the reindeer are on the ceiling for whatever reason? I don't know. It's bizarre scenes, but they're hilarious at the same time. And again, it's something with the physical humor. It just simply works. The big question is, is Ernest Saves Christmas an essential Christmas movie? Is it one of the greatest Christmas films of all time? No, it definitely isn't. But what it is, is a fun Christmas movie that you can watch with the family, know that there's nothing really objectionable. I also have to say that for the most part, it holds up, or at least it did for me. At this point in 1988, Ernest was at his all-time highest popularity, or at least I want to think so, considering this was around the same time that he had his TV show going. Yes, the TV show didn't last very long, but it is known as being a great children's TV show. As popular as Jim Varney's Ernest P. Worrell character was, 
The character seemed to lose popularity quickly since the last film to be released theatrically was 1991's Ernest Scared Stupid, which before it came 1990's Ernest Goes to Jail. As much as the Ernest character brought Jim Varney fame and popularity, he also didn't like the fact that he was a very intelligent guy and people didn't think that he was all that intelligent because they were thinking that the Ernest character was how Jim Varney was in real life. He didn't try to do a Pee Wee Herman type of thing with Paul Rubens wanting to simply go out as Pee Wee Herman all the time. No, Jim Varney wanted to be taken seriously. The few direct-to-video films that Jim Varney made as Ernest, well, they're really only for fans, I would say. Most of them aren't very good, but it's fun seeing him return to the role in those, even if they are very cheap looking. Me personally, I enjoy all of the Ernest films. I think Ernest Saves Christmas is probably one of the best ones. I do really like Ernest Scared Stupid, as that is a very fun family horror film that actually gets a little bit on the dark side. If there's one thing truly missing from Ernest Saves Christmas, would be Jim Varney singing. In the film Ernest Goes to Camp, Jim Varney treated us to the song Gee I'm Glad It's Raining, which really isn't that bad of a song. It would have been nice to hear him sing something Christmassy here for this one, because hey, why not? Either way, it's a shame that Jim Varney passed away at the age of 50 in the year 2000. I think a lot of people would know him for his voice because Slinky Dog and Toy Story 1 and 2 were voiced by Jim Varney. But what we were left with is some pretty good films with the Ernest character. And one in particular, this one, Ernest Saves Christmas, I think it's a required viewing. As I said, it's not a great Christmas film, but it is a fun one that I think the whole family should get together and watch. So this episode goes out to Jim Varney and the fans that still remember and appreciate his work, especially as the Ernest P. Worrell character. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. Also, if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach out to me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. But with that being said, happy holidays. Remember to always be kind and good night.